You're listening to Destined Women Ministries, the podcast. Enjoy. Glory to the name of the Lord. I thank him so much. Thank you, Jesus, for another day. Thank you for what you are going to pour into us. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. Lord, we are so excited to hear this word from you. We want to know what it is that you are saying to your church. And we want to hear this rhema word for our lives now. In the name of Jesus and Father, let this word be received with understanding so that the enemy cannot take it and steal it. In the name of Jesus, allow your people to hide this word in their hearts so they won't sin against you. And so when they encounter specific and strategic seasons in their lives, they will understand. They will go into these seasons with understanding, Lord, and they will be able to stand and tolerate these seasons because they've been educated in your word. We thank you, Lord, and I'm asking that you would send angels to surround your people in the name of Jesus Christ. Remove all distractions in Jesus' name. Cover them with your blood in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, allow this word to go forth with clarity, precision, and truth, cutting away everything that you no longer want within your children. We love you. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's in your name that we do pray. Amen. Again, I bless the Lord. He's so good. He's so faithful. I'm so happy um, for the word of God, and I'm so thankful for how wise he is and how we are able to see our lives um, really um, through the perspective of God by just taking heed to his word and understanding why he's doing the things that he's doing. So I want to bring this topic to you um, or these lessons to you entitled judgment, discipline, correction. Now, none of those things sound pleasant. None of those things sound like something that we necessarily want to be brought under. However, being brought under these things, the judgment, the discipline, and the correction is what harbors righteousness and holiness within us. We thank the Lord um, that he uses these things in this specific order to bring about a change within us, okay? Mentally, morally, amen, amen. So we we need to be disciplined, okay? Because this is how we learn to understand right from wrong. Discipline harbors correction. So we understand what's right and what's not right, what's pleasing to God and what's not pleasing to God because of the way he disciplines us and the reasons he disciplines us. And because of this discipline and the understanding that it brings us, um, our behaviors are corrected, okay? So discipline harbors correction. Before we enter into the season of discipline, we have to first be judged by God. Now, this is not the judgment that just, you know, determines your eternal uh, place of, of abode. That's not this type of judgment. This is the judgment that God uses to 
weigh your character. This is when God peers into your life and then he peers into your words and then he peers into your mind and he peers into your heart and he begins to just uh, focus in on a particular thing or on partic particular things and he begins to judge. And what happens to us is we begin to see our ways, understand they're not pleasing to God, and we begin to feel conviction. We begin to say, Lord, I did not know that thing that I said in that conversation was not pleasing to you. I did not realize that the actions that I took against that person was hurtful to them. So God begins to judge us and he begins to pinpoint key things within our life, situations, experiences, uh, certain circumstances, conversations we've had, arguments we've had, desires we've had, okay? The things that we've done. And he pinpoints certain things and he lets us know, this is not pleasing to me. This is unrighteous. This is not right. This does not harbor peace with men. This does not harbor holiness. This does not reflect my character. This is not becoming of a woman professing godliness. This is not becoming of a man professing godliness. He will begin to judge you, pinpointing certain events, certain conversations, certain actions. And he allows you to understand those things are wrong. Then the discipline follows that. Because he's not just going to put a whooping on you without you understanding why it's happening. And after that whooping, your behavior is corrected. Okay, and we we always put our quotation marks with whooping because God is not actually taking out a belt, but he does know how to chasten us. He does know how to discipline us rather, and he does know how to make it hurt. He knows how to get our attention. He knows how to make us feel. Listen, I never want to go through this again, Lord. I never want to, you know, get into this low place again. I never want to make those mistakes again. Yes, I will take heed according thereto, according to your word. Okay, the, the, let's see, where do I start? There are so many scriptures that I want to touch on as we are going along with this, this series of teaching. Okay, I want to just take my time with this because sometimes we miss it when the Lord is disciplining us. We miss it and we think he's turned his back on us and that's not what's happening. He is preparing us to live a more righteous life. He is causing us to mature and to grow up. So let's start with 1 Corinthians 11 and 32. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 32 and I'm going to read the English Standard Version. It says, But when we are judged of the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. 
Here we go. I'm going to say it one more time. If we, if we need understanding as to why God is causing us to go through the things that we're going through or why we feel such heavy conviction and um, even sometimes sorrow and grief because of the wrongs that we've done. Listen to this. But when we are judged of the Lord, we are disciplined. God is not just going to judge you. He's going to also discipline you. Why? So that we may not be condemned along with the world. In other words, God is attempting to save your soul by allowing you to be disciplined. Let me find this scripture. This scripture is Proverbs 23, 13 through 15. And it's, it's the English Standard Version. We may revisit this uh, scripture again sometime within our teaching, but listen to this Proverbs 23, 13 through 15. It says, do not withhold discipline from a child. If you strike him with a rod, he will not die. If you strike him with the rod, you will save his soul from Sheol. Are we hearing that? So when we read those scriptures about discipline in, in the book of Proverbs, we automatically attribute it to a natural a father and a natural child. However, we get these scriptures from our heavenly father. Okay. This is his mind concerning the dynamic between a father and a child. When it comes to discipline, his dynamic is exactly what we see in scripture. When he disciplines us, he is saving us from death. And we're going to get into this. We're going to get into this. I need to, let me go to it really quickly. Okay. Got my giant Bible. We're going to get more in depth in this scripture a little ways down, but I'm just going to go to it right now because it fits in so perfectly. And this in Hebrews, the 12th chapter. And I'm going to do Hebrews 12, uh, 9. Besides this, we have had, and this is the English Standard Version, Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them. But he, our God, disciplines us for our good. So my beloved sibling in Christ, if you are going through a chastening right now, understand that this Discipline is for your good. And, and uh, uh, maybe a lack of better phrases, it's to beat that evil out. It's to get or beat or strike that, that sense of entitlement, that pride, all of that evil. It's to get that thing out. And when we are comfortable and we feel like everything is okay, we are not really taking heed to our ways, but it takes a situation that God judges and then ushers in his discipline for us to see the error of our ways. He disciplines us for our good. So if you are going through something where you feel like God is disciplining me, don't say God has turned his back on you because God has not. He is disciplining you and it's for your good. Why? That you may share in his holiness. 
He says, I have to get this out of you. I have to beat this out of you. I have to discipline this out of you because I want you to partake in my holy nature. And as long as that evil is sitting comfortably within you, you will never become like me. So I'm striking you to save you from Sheol. I'm striking you so that you will not die. Amen. Amen. God is doing it for your good. Now let's get to these scriptures here. Listen to this. Turn with me to Proverbs 30 and 12. And that is the, what are we going to do? KJV. Let's do this. Proverbs 30 and 12. And we're going to read the King James version of this scripture. And it reads, there is a generation that are pure in their own eyes. Okay. And yet is not washed from their filthiness. My God. Some versions of Proverbs 30 and 12 say there is a kind, like there is a type of people on this earth. There is a, or there is a generation of, of people on this earth. Are they, there are those, okay, that are pure in their own eyes and yet is not washed from their filthiness, okay? Or yet they are not washed from filth. So there are a bunch of people on planet earth right now. They could be Christian. They could be non-Christians whose ways are actually pure, not just right, but completely free from filth, completely filth from error in their own eyes. According to their own judgment, their ways are good. Their ways are pure. Their ways are are righteous. They are upright. They make plenty of sense according to them in their own eyes. Their ways are pure. Yet God is looking at this kind. He's looking at this generation and he sees them for who they are. He's judging them righteously. And he says, they're not washed from their filth. Now, the only way for us to really understand how filthy we are, is when the Holy Spirit removes the scales from our eyes and allows us to get a real look at our actions and behaviors, okay? And we realize that we are not as clean as we thought we were. We realize we are not as delivered as we need to be. We realize we are not as nice and as kind and as friendly as we want other people to think. We realize that we don't make sober decisions as much as we want to believe we do. Some of our decisions are just not, they just don't come from a sober place. We realize that, yes, you know what? There still is a spirit of anger in me. Okay. We realize that, yes, sometimes I make decisions and I don't make them by the Holy Spirit. I make them by my flesh and what feels right to me. Why? Because there's a kind of people who are pure according to their own judgments. To us, it feels right. To us, it makes plenty of sense. To us, there's nothing wrong with it. It's harmless. But these same people are not washed from their filth. Enter in God's judgment. Why? Because he does not want his people a part of that generation. He does not want his people a part of that kind. Okay. So God's judgments have to enter in. 
okay? And not just what we can read and self-righteously say, you know what? Yeah, I'm like this. Yeah, I'm like that. No, no. His judgments has to enter into your life, into your actions in a personal way and really reveal a new level of depth to those scriptures that you claim to know so well, that we all claim to know so well. Come on. We all claim to know them. And we all do. You know what? Most of us actually really do. But the application comes by wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Okay? That's not something we can do on our own. So his spirit has to enter in and judge those things that we feel we are justified in and righteous in and things that we feel like we've done right. His spirit comes in and judges. And he begins to show us what's not right. What we could have done differently, what we should not have said. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his ways by taking heed thereto according to thy word. He will usher his breath in and begin to blow away every scale and every veil that we use to cloak what's really in us. He'll pair right on past our religious language and our prayer time and the way we read the Bible and the way we speak about him. And he'll just, I mean, he will get like laser precision right on that issue. But when we are judged of the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. God is doing this not because he's a tyrant, not because he's a bully, not because he likes when you feel conviction and hurt and pain. God is doing this so that you won't be like the generation that is pure in their own eyes, but not really washed from their filth. God wants to clean you, but first he has to get you to understand that there are some things that are filthy. Okay. Amen. Amen. Let us talk about what it means to judge. When you judge something, uh, you are forming an opinion about it through careful weighing of evidence and testing of premises or testing of motives, right? Testing of everything that is making up the particular behaviors or situation. You test those things. You weigh those things carefully. And then you come out with a judgment. Now, our judge is Jesus. And we know all of his judgments are right. Amen. According to scripture, all of his judgments are right. All of his judgments are righteous. So when he's judging you, he's judging you in a way which will harbor righteousness in your life. He's judging you. He's looking at you and he's saying, I'm going to weigh this because I'm a judge. I'm looking at what they're saying. I'm looking at their behaviors. I can see this. I understand that. I discern that. Here's my judgment based upon what I'm seeing, based upon my righteousness, based upon my sovereignty. I judge this person to be a liar. I judge this person to have a spirit of rejection. I judge this person to be desperate. Okay. And we're not talking about the good desperation. Sometimes some of us are desperate for, for attention 
or uh, desperate for, for the wrong things. And we put so much time and effort and focus into being accepted and all this other stuff. And God is looking at us saying, hey, I'm God. That career or that degree or whatever, you're trying to make that a God. That relationship, you're trying to make that a God. I need you to be desperate for me, seeking my face with all diligence. Amen? So God, he weighs the evidence of what is taking place in our lives beyond what we can even discern. Okay, I, I thank God for the gift of discernment, but uh, that's just evidence of the Holy Spirit and how he chooses to work within us um, to edify the body. However, God's level of discernment is uh, beyond <laughs> anything that we could ever imagine. He sees the heart. He knows your heart. You don't even know your heart. God knows your heart and he's judging its contents. He's weighing the evidence of your choices and decisions and words and thoughts. Hallelujah. And he's coming out with a righteous judgment. Jesus, listen to this. And I'm going to read these scriptures from the English Standard Version. Proverbs 21 and 2. Proverbs 21 and 2. Listen to this. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes. But the Lord weighs the heart. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. This is for Christians and non-Christians alike. We feel like what we're doing is right and justified and it's not hurting nobody. It's harmless. It's human, whatever. But the Lord is weighing the hearts and he's looking at the choices that we're making that are right to us. And he's saying, no, your heart is not right. Mm -mm. This is pulling you away from my standard of holiness to you. This is pulling you away from my standard of right living for you. I'm judging this thing in your life and I'm going to discipline you because of it. Why? Because when I discipline you, I will save you from being destroyed by your behaviors. When I discipline you, your behavior will be corrected and you will understand how to live right. You won't do that anymore. You will think before you do that again. You will think before you say that again. Because I've disciplined you. And this discipline has corrected you. Proverbs 16 and 2. English Standard Version. Proverbs 16 and 2. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes. Okay? Again, the Bible lets us know we think we are right. We think we are pure. We think we are justified in the actions that we take, the things we say, the things we do, the things we wear. We are pure in our own eyes. Listen to this. But the Lord weighs the spirit. The Lord is judging the spirit behind it. Remember, a part of judgment is careful weighing of evidence, right? The Lord weighs the spirit. The Lord is not just looking at the actions. He's looking at the spirit behind the actions. Now, he knows how to judge righteously. Sometimes some of our actions, he knows that we are taking those actions because we're deeply hurt. 
because we're deeply traumatized, okay? And he knows how to deal with us accordingly. Sometimes for those things, we won't feel as disciplined as much as we would feel comforted and healed and restored and delivered. But there are some things that we do that are so unbecoming to God's spirit, his Holy Spirit within us, right? That he has to discipline us because of those actions to get us in line because our human nature can be an absolute trip without luggage when we allow it to dictate what we do and what we say. Point blank, God is telling us, to us it seemed right, but to him it was wrong. And he allowed you to do it so that you would know better than to ever do it again. Amen? Amen. But when we are judged of the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. Can you imagine that this thing that you are convicted about, this thing that God has brought before you, God is using this to purify you and make you more like him? He's saying, I'm just showing this to you, not because I want to hurt you, not because I want you to experience so much discomfort and pain, but because I need you to understand righteous behavior. Amen. I need you to know how to handle your children accordingly. I need you to know how to handle the ministry accordingly. I need you to understand how to handle the finances accordingly. I need you to understand how to handle your marriage accordingly. So I have to bring this up and out. I have to judge these ways that you have. I have to show you that you're not as right as you think you are. I have to show you that your ways are not as pure as you think they are. I have to judge you with righteous judgment and then I have to discipline you because this is the only way for your behaviors and your ways to be corrected. We have judgment, then we have discipline, which is followed by correction. Amen. We thank God. We don't reject as uh, the New Living Translation says, we don't re reject the chastening or the disciplining or the punishment of God. Why? Because it's making us righteous. It's causing us to be like him. And that's what we need. And sometimes when everything is all good and we're all right and everything is comfortable for us, we would never change. We would never see a need to mature and grow up and uh, attain to a higher standard. But God allows these things to happen to us so that we know that we need to do better. We know that God is not pleased. We know that there's a more excellent way. We'll know how not to speak. We'll know what not to do. We'll know what not to eat. We'll know what not to drink. I'll go back to that eating thing. There was a time where God staunchly wanted me to eat raw vegan. And I was like, okay, I, I like raw veganism, but every once in a while, <laughs> I'm like, can I at least have some cooked Jesus? And um, when I would eat cooked food, I would literally vomit, like immediately. As soon as I was finished, I remember getting my favorite Ethiopian food and I was eating it and it tasted absolutely amazing. I had sambusa, I had injera, I had... Uh, Fit fit, I had um, 
just a bunch of stuff. The Goldman, I, I can't name it all, but like their little vegan, there's like this vegan platter at this um vegan um at this Ethiopian restaurant that I, I love. And I had that with lentil sambusa and it was good, but I heard that thing hitting my stomach like crazy. <laughs> like I heard it. I'm like, this don't sound right. This I hear every every morsel of food hit my stomach. As soon as I finished, it's like God was sitting there like you're not oh, you gonna eat it all? Okay, I'll wait. As soon as I finished. I picked up the brown paper bag and everything poured out. I'm like, ooh, something don't feel right. And I threw up in that bag and then I had to go into the bathroom and throw up. God, when he says he wants you to do something to us, now to me, it seemed like the right thing. It may seem small to y'all, but it seemed like the right thing that, yeah, I can eat a little bit of cooked something. Yes, I can have this Ethiopian food. It's nothing wrong with that. I usually eat raw. I can slip this in. God had to judge my ways. Let me know you're wrong for this. How did I really understand that I was wrong? Because I puked until I got sick and had to lie down. Okay. And guess what I did after that? I got up. I drove to Whole Foods. <laughs> I brought a whole correction. Here we go. I brought a whole bunch of fresh fruit fresh vegetables and some dehydrated snacks, dry fruit, whatever. I'm like, I get it. No cooked food. But what brought in that correction to my behavior? What brought that in? The discipline. Okay. God judged that I was wrong, even though to me, that was fine. I thought I could have a little something cooked from time to time. No. He said raw. Okay. So he judged it. Then he disciplined it. He found that it wasn't righteous. It wasn't right. It didn't align with his instructions for me. He disciplined me because of it. And that discipline corrected my behavior. Okay. I said, Lord, I can't, this can't happen to me anymore. I don't like the way I feel. I feel terrible. I can just see that this just doesn't agree with my digestive. It just doesn't agree with my body. I'm going to go. I'm going to go get some groceries that align with what you said for me for this season. Amen. Amen. His judgment harb uh, uh, brought in some, some discipline, which then harbored some correction. Amen. Amen. God is judging us and disciplining us so that we can correct our behaviors according to his word. We do what he says. And sometimes it takes some disciplining, some chastising for us to understand that he's God. What he says goes, what he says is final. Until he says otherwise, this is what we do and this is how we act. And then there are some situations where genuinely we don't know how wrong we are. And God will allow us to be wrong so that all of that, that, that propensity to be wrong that's in us can just come on to the surface. It's not suppressed anymore. He allows us to make those decisions. He allows us to make foolish choices and he sits right there. And then he says, okay, that is not right. That right there. You see that, that thing that your religious spirit was hiding that thing that your self-righteousness was, that thing that your tongues was covering up, that right there. Mm-hmm. I let it slip. I let it happen. I let you say it because I need you to know 
what's really going on inside of you. Okay. And because of this thing, I'm going to discipline you because I don't want you to be like the world. I don't want you to end up in hell. I don't want you to be a part of that group of people who thinks everything that they do is right, but they're still not washed from their filth. So God allows us to go through a season of discipline until we understand right from wrong. All right. This is part one. I'm loving it. I hope you're loving it. Isn't it deep? <laughs> Isn't it awesome? Thank you, Jesus. For me, I'm enjoying it. Thank you, Jesus. So judgment, discipline, correction. This is the way the Lord works. Judgment, discipline, correction. Again, let me say the scripture, the, 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 um, the, the first scripture, the main scripture for this. First Corinthians 11 and 32, it says, but when we are judged of the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. Amen. God is saving us from the ways of this world by judging us and disciplining us. He is saving us so that we understand how to correct our behavior. And we know how to live right, speak right, make the right choices. We know how to act. We know how to turn the other cheek. We know how to humble ourselves. We know how to stay quiet. Okay. We know how to take a, listen, I'm going to have a seat in this corner and I'm not, I ain't saying nothing else. Jesus, you're not going to hear a peep out of me. Amen. Amen. He knows what to do to get us to bear that fruit of his spirit being in us. Okay. Sometimes our actions are so contrary to his spirit that his spirit is not able to get the glory out of us. So we want to be meek. We want to be humble. We want to be patient and all of those wonderful things. Well, we have to go through a little something so that those those fruits can grow and um, the people can actually see evidence that God's spirit actually lives and resides in us. Listen, people won't know it because you're anointed. People won't know it because, um, you know, you can preach or you flow in the gifts of the spirit. People will know the Holy Spirit is in you because of his fruit. Amen. Amen. And that's what we want. And that is what disciplining harbors fruit of the spirit where we say, you know what? That was wrong. I'm correcting my behavior. I'm going to be more peaceful. I shouldn't have spoke to them like that. I shouldn't have felt so entitled to get a word in with them and to have some type of combative dialogue. No, I shouldn't have done that. Amen. Amen. It'll teach us how to be loving and where we say, you know what? I didn't really treat them right. I was very dismissive. I didn't show them love and I understood they were going through something. I can't do that anymore. And sometimes we'll even go as far um, as this with the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I need to go back and repent to them. I need to repent to God and I need to repent to them for my actions, for not loving them with godly love. Amen. His discipline brings correction. Amen. Amen. So we welcome it. We don't despise it. We don't reject it. We need it. It helps us to become more like him. Hallelujah, Lord, we rejoice in the way you choose to discipline us. We rejoice in everything, hallelujah, that you orchestrate to make us better. 
even even when it's not pleasant for us even when it doesn't feel good we can rejoice because we know we will never be the same again we thank you jesus thank you jesus hallelujah for disciplining us thank you for allowing us to be corrected thank you for not leaving us filthy but teaching us to repent and to humble ourselves before you god Thank you in the name of Jesus for even allowing us to understand why you're doing this and why this is taking place in our life. You're so good, so holy, so worthy. God, you're humble. Hallelujah. You reach down. Hallelujah. And you help us. And we thank you for that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you that you're not disconnected from us. Thank you that you know what it feels like. Thank you. Hallelujah. You are a great high priest. We love you, Jesus. Whew. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm praying for my siblings who are listening that you would just expose things to them which need to be changed. Expose things to them um, that are uh, hindering them from going further in you and really displaying the fruit of your spirit. Father, expose things to us. Help us to see. Help us to understand. Let your spirit of revelation rest upon us in the name of Jesus. We love you. We thank you, Lord. And it is in your name that we do pray and seal these prayers. Amen. God bless you all. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.